We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Curtis Patrick of the Dynasty Command Center podcast. And before we get into episode 36, I just want to encourage you to use our special promo code for Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. You can use the code VIZ25 and you'll get $25 for free to compete in all their great GPPs and cash games. That's VIZ25 over at Yahoo DFS. Now let's dive into episode 36 where you're going to hear us talk about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Cooper Cup. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Command Center podcast, home of the biggest edge in Dynasty fantasy football. My name is Travis May and I'm the Debbie Coordinator at RotoViz and I'm joined by Curtis Patrick who is the Dynasty Coordinator at RotoViz. We're talking about some busy receiver rooms this week with the Buccaneers, the Rams, and we might add a little bit of flair here and there with some other teams too, but... Curtis, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm feeling the midseason grind a little bit, um, but it's <laughs> not that. because it's really not because of the football. It's because of the other stuff going on uh, in life. You know, travel ball uh, with my son. <laughs> it's almost tournament time, so we got that going on. And I, I think I've talked about on Twitter now and again. Uh, we're we're building a house. We're going to be moving right before the holidays, and so things are kind of ramping up with <laughs> that as well. Um, and so yeah, so I'm kind of burning it. It from every angle um but it but it's fun i mean i'm, I'm an adrenaline junkie and so uh <laughs> y- you know i'm just tra- just trading sleep for production right now yeah that's what you got to do mid-season like i uh, about this time every single year i start to look at the, the the clock at night and i'm like what what am i doing or in the morning like i'm just grinding to try to finish something before work 
<laughs> and uh, just to get one of two weekly pieces out of the podcast or whatever it is. And yeah, but it's a lot of fun. It's just uh, just kind of something to do outside of work and knock it out and get some good content up there for some people to, to freak out over, hopefully, uh, when it comes to these wide receivers. But Man, I, I was just building some things with some of the, the apps on Rotoviz uh, and just making some p- pivot tables and looking at some of the production this year. It's it's crazy. We were talking about this before the show, but the, the receiving production is just so bizarre this year. So many players that we thought that were going to be absolute studs have been kind of strange disappointments. Others that we thought were going to take off really did that, but in just a crazy, just unparalleled way that we, we didn't see coming. And a couple examples of that are like you... Like we were talking about the the Bucks and the Rams, uh, Chris Godwin versus Evans. Like I remember seeing the Chris Godwin over Mike Evans takes in the preseason, and right now <laughs> that's looking like uh, well, so far that's correct. <laughs> and then there's you know like Cooper Cup going off and having the most targets in, in the entire NFL. Like and guys like Devontae Adams having zero touchdowns, OBJ and trade talks like. It's just things that we didn't see coming. Uh, I feel like that happens every year, but this year just feels like more than ever, the wide receiver production is flat just across the board. So let's dive into the Buccaneers first uh, before we try to cover everything. Uh, I know uh, you've got some numbers here that we're going to kind of break down, but where do you want to just start with with the Bucs? Because obviously Mike Evans isn't week to week looking like the Mike Evans that we're used to. So between the two, like which, which one's more surprising Mike Evans not being as impressive as we want him to, or Chris Godwin being like the wide receiver, basically the top wide receiver in the league right now. Almost. Yeah. Godwin actually, he's PPR number wide one, receiver one through <laughs> yeah. five weeks. He he is. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's no basically about it. I mean, he's, he's at the top of the heap and we're basically a third. We are basically a third, of the way uh, through the fantasy season. So I, I think Godwin definitely the surprise. I mean, if you just look at the the raw scoring through five weeks, you know, the receiving position generally is one uh, that, you know, you're not fully insulated from the ups and downs, you know, from week to week. And Mike Evans is PPR wide receiver 14. Now it's been a heck of a roller coaster, Yeah, but you would sign up for wide receiver 14 through week five with Mike Evans with where you drafted him. Chris Godwin, however, uh, wide receiver one overall. I, I don't even think that his biggest stands would have predicted this uh, no. through through five weeks. And so let let's just um, see how each of these guys is kind of comparing and, and some um, of our major metrics over at at Rotoviz uh, just to the rest of the league, and then we'll compare their opportunity production to each other. Kind of try to make some sense of this, uh, what's happened year to date, and um, how we might you know rank these players against each other for dynasty purposes moving forward. So. Mike Evans, uh, 21st in the NFL in targets, you know, so 21st in targets, 14th in PPR scoring, uh, his expected points per game ranks 22nd at the position. Um, and he's actually a little bit less efficient than you would like, um, actually scoring at the, a a rate of wide receiver 32 in terms of, um, his fantasy points over expectation per game. However, Godwin totally other end of the spectrum. Thanks (laughs) to some touchdowns. I think you said he scored what? Six touchdowns already, six touchdowns in five uh, games. So ridiculous pace. Yeah. I mean, so man, if he keeps that up, watch out, but he, he's actually number two in fantasy points over expectation, uh, per game ranks 11th in the NFL and targets fifth in receptions, third in receiving yards, He's first among receivers in in those touchdowns. Ranks 10th in air yards. 
one area where Mike Evans does outrank Chris Godwin is still the air yards. Mike Evans is first in the NFL at the wide receiver position in air yards. So the downfield threat. (laughs) Yeah, the yeah. downfield. So, okay, yeah, what's crazy is, I mean, I mean, we we probably should have seen, uh, you know, we knew that the air yards were going to come uh, for the Buccaneers offense. This is what Bruce Arians has done his whole career. I probably would have faded the idea that two receivers would be a top 10 in air yards in that offense um, and that two of these receivers would rank in the top 14 for PPR purposes. So I think, you know, when you kind of look at where these guys are ranking – the first thing I would say is, you know, maybe these worried Evans owners um, maybe just have a little bit of patience here. I think over the course of the season, this balances out. Um, but he does look like, you know, the the more volatile option uh, because of the relative uh, lack of targets as compared to Godwin and the downfield. I, I think you said he's he's catching something like 80% of his balls right now. But, you know, if he remains first in the NFL in air yards, he's not going to catch 80% of his targets the rest of the year. Well, yeah, yeah. Godwin's the one that, yeah, well, he was the one that is, is uh, catching about uh, over seventy-five percent of his targets. So he's he's thirty, forty-four or forty-two targets, thirty-three receptions. Uh, what's what's crazy about Godwin is is his touchdown percentage. Like, I mean, six touchdowns on on thirty-three catches. You know, you compare that to somebody that we'll probably get to shortly, like Robert Woods. He, Robert Woods has thirty-one catches and zero touchdowns. <laughs> so it's just the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So it's it's crazy to see how much he's scoring above expectation. Like you mentioned that fantasy points over expectation being number two out of all the players that have caught a reception at the wide receiver position. That's that's crazy. I think that speaks to the fact that he's probably going to come down to earth uh, a little bit in, in the near future just because, you know, he, he could still be a wide receiver one. But, man, he's he's going at a clip that's pretty unsustainable. Yeah, I mean, I. I'll, I'll definitely take the under um, on him finishing the season as a wide receiver one, but yeah. um, that's a pretty easy position to take. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the takeaway here, you know, just when, when looking at these guys versus the rest of the league is uh, this offense has done uh, a remarkable job of, of creating production for the wide receivers. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, both very attractive dynasty assets. Um, we will go ahead and let listeners know where we're going to rank these guys toward the end of the episode, but let's compare them to each other in terms of um, how we think that might stack up the rest of the year. And I, and I want to look at targets uh, each week. Um, and I, and I also want to look at the uh, uh, expected fantasy points first though. Um, if you look at Evans, I mean, it's literally um, basically his chart looks like a mountain. I'm, I'm using yeah. the weekly stat explorer. Um, you know, he peaked in week three, obviously, and that was his huge week. Uh, but it's been a rocky ride. I mean, against San Francisco, just 7.3 expected fantasy points. Uh, he's got a, a pair of games between 11 and 13. He had the big, huge week against the the Giants with almost 40 expected fantasy points. And then against New Orleans, you know, under 10 again with just six. Uh, Godwin much more stable. Uh, four of his five games with over uh, 13 expected fantasy points. Um, you know, that, that is going to lead to that steady production that you want to see, uh, from that position. Yeah. I mean, that's, they're almost inverted when looking at, uh, their, their targets and where they're being distributed. And I I would love to just, uh, I I haven't dug into uh, much of the all 22, like I typically like to do, but I really, I'd love to see just where the, the coverage is shifting 
like who they're adjusting for now like because knowing that they're both fully capable of just absolutely taking over games moving forward down the stretch i wonder how teams will kind of weight their coverage or or shadow if, if they have a guy that tends to shadow with the wide receiver one option going down the stretch because they've been complete polar opposites so it's almost like teams are kind of over over uh, correcting for what they see that the Buccaneers doing one week. They're thinking, oh, this week I need to cover Godwin. Oh, this week I need to cover Mike Evans. But in, in the end, there are only four targets. Only four targets are separating uh, the two uh, in terms of overall opportunity and air yards. I mean, uh, Mike Evans is actually uh, ahead. So it, it leads me to believe that as Evans sees some more of the, you know, some more of those targets hit, I mean, he's got like a 47% catch rate right now, which is that's bad for even Ted Ginn. So uh, that, that, I don't think that's going <laughs> to, that, I don't think that's going to hold up. Uh, so I think he's yeah. a major, major bounce back candidate. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't think when we came into the season, we'd think, Oh, you know what? I think Greg Olson, Marvin Jones, Deontay Johnson, and Gerald Everett are going to have the same amount of catches as Mike Evans through five weeks. But that's that's what we're looking at right now. Trey Quinn, Naheem Hines, all those guys have the same amount of catches as Mike Evans right now. So we're looking at a situation where there should be some major positive regression just based on those air yards. So I'm, I'm all about buying Mike Evans and still ranking him over Chris Godwin in Dynasty uh, right now probably I don't know I, we, we might have to get get to that later on in the show but I, I don't know it's hard for me to just completely fade what Evans has done uh, just looking at a five-week sample this year oh yeah I mean with a with a five-year history of uh, you know five straight seasons with with a thousand yards one of the most productive early career receivers in NFL history and Godwin uh, slower to break out but role is everything um, I, I want to go back to the expected points profiles that we were talking about on both of these players real quick and it really does show up uh in the in the weekly scoring consistency uh you know just a a reminder you know godwin was much more level there and he has just one game uh under 14 ppr uh and and even in that game he still scored seven so he didn't he didn't kill your week he gave you something and he has he's been a wide receiver one in three out of five weeks and in, in two of those weeks, he was over 30 PPR. I mean, basically won your week for you. Evans has two wide receiver one weeks, uh, but then he also he has two complete duds. He's got uh, two games with less than five PPR, including last week's uh, goose egg against the Saints. And so I I, I don't know if that, that trend uh, may not even, even change, um, but Evans certainly going to have some ridiculous uh, breakout games when, when those deep bombs do hit. Uh, for him so yeah we'll, we'll go through the exercise of ranking them against each other and in uh, the overall dynasty rankings at the end of the episode but uh, let's let's hear from our friends at Axios following a team you love in 2019 that it can be time consuming and it can be heartbreaking if you're a Titans fan like me I mean trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible but you know I, I find myself just scrolling through every app and visiting multiple sites basically on, on a daily basis basis and so it's it's nearly impossible but that's that's why i subscribe to axios sports the best free daily newsletter in the land axios sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox when you sign up for free at sports.axios.com you'll get the best stories from the nba and nfl to cricket and ping pong and everything in between axios sports also highlights the most important stats and trends giving you the ability to stay informed 
It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. It's just sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And the best of all, there's no paywall, there's no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try for free at sports.axios.com. Okay, Travis, let's go from the southeast to the left coast. We got to talk about Cooper Cup, man. Uh, What a success story for the Rams coming off the ACL tear. This guy reportedly running even faster, a full (laughs) mile an hour faster than he did before the injury. Uh, You love to see it. You just love to see it. Such a likable guy. Um, He's first in the NFL in targets, man. Cooper freaking Cup is first in the NFL and targets he's pacing for something like 200 targets this year he's he's ppr wide receiver three despite uh having a ridiculously low a dot uh he ranks just 20th in air yards despite being first in targets uh you know it's 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 a fun story he's basically like hyper efficient touchdown scoring version of jarvis landry in a sean McVay offense <laughs> and it's it's been you know fantasy goodness and and I want to I want to talk about his ridiculous, just ridiculous weekly consistency in terms of his targets. And I want to get some of your thoughts on on Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks before we see where he lands. But Cooper Cup has not had less than nine targets in any of the five games this year. He has more than ten targets in in four out of the five in two games with fifteen or more targets. I mean, this it's just pure fantasy gold, man. I, I, there's no other way to say it. What 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 did you think? I mean. In your wildest dreams, I mean, what was Cooper Cup's like ceiling this year? I mean, like you know, wide receiver fourteen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I was gonna say off the top of my head, I was gonna say wide receiver fifteen, somewhere somewhere like a a decent wide receiver two, but probably not at all zero possibility for him to be a wide receiver one or like just trustworthy week to week wide receiver one option on my roster but the crazy part is that he's not only that he's actually looking at some of the the just next level stats he's under for underperforming uh and still like in terms of expectation given his target load and and everything like that and he's still the wide receiver three overall that's just blows my mind we talked about expected points he ranks first among all wide receivers in expected points per game. Most valuable role at the wide receiver position in yeah. the NFL through five weeks. Yeah. But his, his fantasy points over expectation, he's 35th. So he's there's a major, major gap there uh, in terms of expectation. I mean, he's number one in targets, second in receptions, a 20th in air yards. I mean, that's not perfect, but it, it, it doesn't matter when he's, he's scoring. Like He's already got four touchdowns, already has over 500 but, yards. It's just nuts. Yeah, let's talk about the air yards for a second. I mean, it, the twenty the twentieth ranking is pretty misleading. I mean, it, it's only at that high because of the sheer number of targets that he's got. His air yards per target, which would you know boiling that down to uh, individual opportunity basis, he ranks one twenty ninth <laughs> at so, the position. So, so he's mean, not even Jarvis uh, seven, Landry. Just yes. <laughs> And now that's that's amongst every receiver who's who's gotten a target. So I mean, you know, that's also a little bit misleading. Yeah. We're not we're not um, uh, sorting out any of the chaff at all. But yeah, that's true. Uh, right? Seven point one, <laughs> yeah, seven point one air yards per target is is hardly anything to write home about. But um, it's it's also you know his team target market share. You know, he's getting twenty nine percent of the targets in that Sean McVay offense. That that's good for second among all wide receivers in the NFL. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive, and that's where he just absolutely stands out. Because when you compare him to his teammates like Robert Woods, like Brandon Cooks, uh, you really start to see uh, the difference. I mean, Woods has 47 targets right now, 31 receptions. Cooks, 34 targets. Uh, and between the two of them, they only have one receiving touchdown <laughs> and compared to four for Cooper Cup. So their usage, I mean, in and around the red zone, apparently is not even as high as Cooper Cup. Uh, so it's just, it seems like by every measure, he is the clear and, and, and far away wide receiver one on that team and should be considered so in dynasty uh, just overall. I mean, he's, he's in that conversation uh, most definitely at this point. Yeah, I think a lot of this is coming at the expense of, of Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks um, getting just 15% of the targets in this Rams offense. Uh, he's been over 20% in previous years. Um, you know, he, he's uh, not played uh, nearly the number of snaps, um, had the, the scary hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and caused him to miss some time. So, I mean, you know, a little bit of noise in, in there as well. Um, still has, uh, you know, the deeper role, 14.9 air yards per target, um, not really doing much in the yak department, uh, just uh, four, averaging four yards after the catch per reception. Um, if you look at Brandon Cooks, you know, versus the rest of the league, 33rd in targets, but 11th in air yards. So this is this is kind of you know like the the Mike Williams situation except we've got uh, not even just really the three targets in LA now we've we've had you know a, a little bit of an emergence uh, with Gerald Everett as well yeah and so I think you know other than Cooper Cup those other three are all valuable um, but they're going to kind of take turns with their weeks I would say that Brandon Cooks is definitely due uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at a guy who's 11th in air yards and and does not have a touchdown yet or does he have one. <laughs> Yeah, what do we say? Brandon we Cooks has maybe. one. Woods has zero. Yeah, he has one. So absolutely crazy. Yeah, so probably some regression um, uh, to the pro side uh, for each of those guys. Um, Cooks does have three top 24 weeks at the position, so uh, he is providing some value, but we just haven't really seen uh, that big week um, from him to, to really make him feel like he's adding anything to your roster uh 20 points is his ceiling uh no wide receiver one weeks two games under seven ppr so not the cooks that you know we've really been used to the last several years yeah for sure and what, what's crazy about him he like when you compare him to his two teammates i mean cooper cup is first in targets in the nfl for for wide receivers robert woods is actually fifth in targets among all wide receivers right now just hasn't scored a touchdown and you got to scroll way down the list and then you find Brandon Cook kind of tucked in there not even that far ahead of like you said the emerging Gerald Everett so I don't know what that says about his future but I'm not I'm really really concerned about Cook's future I know he had that run with a few different teams over a thousand yards I know everyone likes to say it moving around and it's impressive what he was able to do but it really looks like the team wants to funnel the targets to Woods and Cup in, in a big way. Uh, and I, I am still buying into Woods. Woods was Mr. Consistent last year. Um, even when Cooper Cup was still there, he was still pretty consistent. Had, had I can't remember how many. I think it was about a dozen weeks with a dozen points minimum PPR last season. Uh, so I, I, I like him to bounce back and find the end zone here soon. Uh, and if he's fifth in targets right now, I think that's a huge indicator that uh, he, he still has a viable buy low uh, window open for for woods are you are you all about that because i feel like he's the forgotten guy and has been 
uh, on that offense despite his successes. Yeah, he's pretty much always been the cheapest. And if you're kind of if, if you're somebody who's maybe you're three and two right now or two and three, you're off to a little bit of a slow start, but you think you know you ought to be able to make a run. He's always been the cheapest of those three uh, receivers, and I think you can go get him. Uh, you should certainly be able to get him for for less than a first, uh, in my experience. I mean, I think a player in a second or a pair of seconds uh, should be able to land you Robert Woods. His owner's likely frustrated. I mean, this is going to be a little bit league and team dependent. Of course, it depends on who owns him. Yeah. Um, but just just one wide receiver one week and all all the other weeks he's been you know outside the top 36 of the position he ranks 169th is this right and fantasy points over expectation per game dude that that totally him a bounce back candidate absolutely yeah you call him a bounce back candidate um absolutely i mean he has the fifth most valuable role amongst wide receivers (laughs) fifth and expected points per game at the position so um you know, I guess it's possible that they could grow tired of, uh, you know, all of this opportunity being driven his way, not paying off. Uh, but he, he's been so valuable for them uh, over the course of time. And you know, I think that's unlikely to happen. I mean, you know, it's basically a straw man suggestion. So uh, I, I do like the idea of buying Robert Woods uh, as a kind of a sneaky way to get back into your, your playoff race uh, in, a, in a way that won't break your bank. Definitely. And I mean, he's on, on pace for nearly 1,200 yards. So there are going to be some touchdowns that come along with that uh, opportunity. So maybe, maybe he sees a slight dip in targets. I don't care. He's still going to beat out whatever price um, you want to put, put on him right now as far as market goes. So I don't know. He's, he's always been somebody I've just appreciated because he even found a way to be the most successful Bills wide receiver uh, outside of uh, Sammy Watkins for like one hot second. Uh, so he's just found a way to to, to stick on rosters and, and be successful and consistent for a long time now. So I'm all about buying Robert Woods, but Cooper Cup, good luck because his price is probably eh, top seven, eight wide receiver in, in some people's minds at this point, especially if they're already owning him. So buying Cooper Cup's probably out of the question. But Brandon Cooks, I'm I'm seriously seriously worried. So that that's kind of where I am with the Rams but before we kind of wrap up and talk about some of uh you know where we would rank these guys and where we'd rank these guys together I just want to tell you guys again about about Harry's Razors Uh, we talked about them before on the show Curtis and I both use them appreciate them and and, and, but humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much the ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles and and neither do you <laughs> that's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors they focus on delivering what actually matters which are you know sharp durable blades at a fair price like I said I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave easy glide low price do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash blue wire for your free trial today and Harry's is a return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price. It's just $2 per blade. And Harry's is just, I mean, I, on top of that, it's just super convenient. I mean, blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. 
five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. All right, Travis, we talked a lot about the roles of the Buccaneers wide receivers, the role of Cooper Cup uh, really emerging as a true alpha in the Los Angeles Rams offense. We've got to hmm. take on the the very challenging task of, of ranking these guys uh, in Dynasty now uh, because, you know, talking about their roles is one thing, but, you know, comparing them to some of these other receivers and the interpositional comparison is super important because it's going to inform trades uh and 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 market uh, tendencies moving forward so I, i'm just going to start at the top um with my preseason wide receiver rankings and and read down through them at the position and then you you stop me uh when you want to insert mike evans chris godwin or cooper cup and you tell me who it's going to be and then i'll let you know if, if i agree so uh and again these are the preseason uh wide receiver positional ranks uh, from myself over at Rotoviz. Uh Juju Smith-Schuster was my wide receiver one. DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Michael Thomas, Odo Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper. Want me to keep going? I think right after that. Who's your next one? Uh, after Amari Cooper, it was Julio. Okay, yeah, right there. That's the spot. And who are you gonna who are you gonna stick in there? Oh man, this is gonna sound so ridiculous. I guess I'm sticking Cooper Cup in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I like know. It. Yeah, I don't even know. It's just it feels dirty to say that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know who's after who's after Julio because I feel like I can't so that, do that either. That, okay, after Julio uh, were Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Okay, so yeah, Cooper Cup's like right in there. Like if if you can't put him over Julio because Julio's Julio, I think that that's right where that discussion begins uh, for me. I mean that. Okay, so you've got him between wide receiver eight and wide receiver ten in Dynasty. That's where. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like right now, and unless we want to just throw out the first five weeks of the season and say that wasn't real, so I I really can't do that. Um, Do I think he's going to have two hundred targets this year? I don't know if he's going to have two hundred targets this year because he's on pace for two hundred and one targets right now. But that kind of workload uh, and opportunity, uh, that's a wide receiver one in Dynasty. Uh, and he's not exactly super old. Uh, we, you know, people joked about his age when he came into the league, but he, he's he's not super old yet. So, I think you have to have him in that tier. So, I, I guess is Cooper Cup the one you would insert and and, and be in that tier right there for you? Yeah, because I I think you look at um, the dependability of the role and the confidence in the offense. Um, you know, I, I I'm still going to trust the Rams' offense a little bit more than the Buccaneers. I mean, the the Buccaneers have been a fun story and they've been super aggressive. Uh, but I've got a larger sample size from Sean McVay to believe that, you know, we're not going to have a roller coaster ride there. And, and we saw, I mean, the thing, the thing with Cooper cup here too, is before he went down last year, he was on a, a torrid pace just like this. And it's a little bit easy to forget because, you know, we didn't have him the whole second half of the season. Uh, but he, he was absolutely on fire to begin the 2018 season as well. So, I actually would put him right there uh, as well, but I, I would actually have like a little tear break uh, there with him kind of clearly above Julio. And it's because, you know, in Dynasty, we are playing a long game, but at the same time, you know, you're trying to win this year. And I, I have no problem with people jostling players up and down within a tier if if it's going to bring home 
the title in, in whatever year you're playing. I mean, for, for you to say that, you know, you prefer Cooper Cup to Mike Evans three or four months ago would have would have been a fairly absurd absurd take to to probably most dynasty rankers but i don't think you'd find many people who would take mike evans over cooper cup for the rest of this season no you know they're they're similar ages and right now we have a pretty clear indication that cooper cups the alpha in that offense and we don't know if mike evans is he's certainly not being treated like uh he is in his so i've, I've no problem with it um so yeah i'm i actually am going to put cooper cup at my wide receiver eight and that it sounds i think maybe what <laughs> sounds even crazier is that puts him 13 overall so oh, i haven't met like gosh. dynasty startup two, 201 <laughs> um <laughs> that would be of course in like a you know start two back start three wide receiver type situation um you know very traditional you know vanilla ppr dynasty setup so uh sounds like you're right there right there with me in that eight to ten range it just uh, feels so wrong but i yeah you kind of have to i mean he's got like 50 percent more targets than julio i mean yeah i i think you'd just you probably prefer cup down the stretch this year which is just seems crazy to five weeks ago travis but right now travis is saying no i'm i'm bought i'm bought in i'm here for this so uh i think the question is who comes next out of the the uh, wide receivers we've been talking about are you still in the mike evans over chris godwin camp or are you putting him up in this tier in this range as well i have a tier right now that's built that is actually mike evans keenan allen chris godwin is the tier and i'm trying to figure out how how i want to order them the argument I made just a few minutes ago was uh, if you're going for it this year, you know, that's got to matter. <laughs> and, and this is hypocritical, but I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's, I'm struggling with actually putting Godwin above Evans because of the, the length of the track record there. But um, I think, I, I think Chris Godwin's going to outscore Mike Evans. Uh, I think he, I think he's going to do that uh, based on what the roles have been. And he's actually been more consistent than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's had, a couple flops and we've just inserted Melvin Gordon back into that situation. I, I think I'm going to rank Chris Godwin above Mike Evans. However, they're still in the same tier. And so, you know, I'm not going to pay appreciably more for one or the other. I still agree with your take that Mike Evans is a buy target uh, based off of what we've seen this year. And, and I'm not hitting the panic button on him, but I think this is a signal to myself that, you know, Chris Godwin's basically a fringe wide receiver one, you know, uh, high end wide receiver two, and dynasty right now uh, with the role that he has and I don't think you can really argue with that I think this I think this year it does kind of fix itself I think that the 47 percent catch rate for Mike Evans is going to go up I think this almost 80 percent catch rate for Chris Godwin is going to go down I think the touchdown rate for Chris Godwin hovering near 20 percent is going to go down and I think that Evans is going to go up I think they're going to kind of meet it in the middle but I think in the end Evans is going to beat him out this year but I think it, it, it's like kind of comparing back, I don't know, back in the day, like Roddy White and Julio Jones. Like that was just a ridiculous tandem. I mean, I know Evans isn't like that old because Roddy was much older than Julio. But it reminds me of that kind of situation where I feel like this this duo is just going to dominate for the next three years. And I don't really care which one I have because they're both going to be in that wide receiver 14 or better range for the for the foreseeable future regardless of the talent at quarterback apparently I, I like them both but I, th- I think I still lean Mike Evans barely uh, but they're right there in a the tier with Keenan actually also uh, as well so I think we're kind of on the same page who who else would you even consider adding in that tier if you were going to put up put anyone else up there that you might have just below uh, as of today uh, it's really 
you know, DJ Moore would be maybe in that, that conversation. Uh, he hasn't really disappointed this year. I think he's, he's just outside the top 24 wide receivers, despite not having Cam Newton for the last four weeks. Uh, and I think he's, he's going to do yeah. uh, what we predicted that he would do and finish in the top 24, as long as he gets Cam back and, and actually starting to show a little bit of rapport with Kyle Allen at this point. Anyway, um, Julio still has to, okay. I think, be in the discussion there. Um, though he's really yeah. more of just a win now asset, clearly a declining asset at this point, and and then I, I think he's he's just a before the year we still maybe thought there was unlocked ceiling. Now he's feeling a little bit more like a a season long like year end in review floor play and Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. but the weekly floor uh, hasn't shown itself to be there. I'm going to be a little bit more patient with him because, you know, again, he's been so consistent over his career uh, and has so many of those high end uh, wide receiver two seasons under his belt. Let's see if he can get fully healthy, check back in in a month. I'm going to leave him at the end of this tier out of respect for what he's done uh, and his elite pedigree, his elite athleticism uh, and his track record of production. But he could find himself getting bumped down uh, to a tier uh, just slightly below that would have people like uh, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, Stevon Diggs, who's sliding in my rankings, uh, Kenny Galladay uh, into a tier with some of those guys. So, yeah, um, yeah, that that's kind of where I've got that's fair. these wide receivers at this point. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, I'm glad we tackled this. This was this was something that I've been struggling with in, in, in Dynasty, what to do with all these guys. I have a few of them on my rosters. I've got a lot of Godwin just trying to engage uh, really how to value him because people are still pitching me offers and things it's just it's hard to avoid um it's hard to avoid you know just overvaluing players on your own roster but hopefully this was helpful in kind of engaging uh these two specific receiving rooms and, and some other you know top options as well and where they kind of fit in together and in, in current dynasty rankings but i can't believe uh you know we're about uh you know halfway not halfway through the season. I'm speaking in college football terms, <laughs> but about halfway through the college football season and coming up on halfway through uh, the NFL season already. Uh, next week, we'll probably attack some, uh, attack some rest of season takes uh, as well. So look forward to that show. Uh, come and hop in our, uh, our Slack, uh, the DCC Slack. It's been a great community. It's, just, uh, it's in full swing. <laughs> uh, so check that out at uh, DynastyCommandCenter.com. You can find Curtis on Twitter at CPatrickNFL. I'm Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. And thanks again for joining us for another Dynasty Command Center podcast. Until next time, keep living that dynasty life.